Hi, this is Millie, and you're listening to the Escaping Narcissistic Parents podcast, where you'll find the validation and love you've been looking for. Welcome to my new listeners, and thanks to my loyal friends. Please follow me on Instagram at Escaping Narcissistic Mothers, all one word. Consider donating to my podcast at www.patreon.com slash narcissistic parents. I will put all the info in the show notes. Please give the podcast a five-star rating so that others that need to hear it have access to it. Okay, guys, I hope you're all doing well today. Um, first of all, I just want to, again, talk a little bit about my coaching program that I've been working on. Again, I don't want to make you guys poor. This is not going to be a program that is going to break the bank. You will be able to afford it. And I want to make it so that there is a progression through the different stages of when you realize that your parent is a narcissist all the way through to what happens, how you react to it, what your feelings are, whether you go no contact or you stay in contact. Just, I want to be able to give you the experience that you do not have, okay? Um, Unless you are some sort of narcissist expert, which we become experts along the way, okay? Okay, so enough of that. I'm hoping to launch in the beginning of September, and that's it. I won't talk about this anymore. What I want to talk about today is something that, because I'm a human, can sometimes frustrate me, okay? And it is, will the narcissist change? Is the narcissist going to change? And this goes for any narcissist, whether it's your parent or romantic partner, it's every, every narcissist. This is the thing. And what, like I said, I'm human and sometimes I get frustrated and I shouldn't. I, I, I know that there are times that I should have more empathy and go back and try and put myself in, in your shoes. Um, Because I didn't know everything, okay? And I went through a lot in the beginning. Um, But there is one thing that you need to understand right off the bat when you're dealing with a narcissist or any toxic person, really. And that is they don't change. There's nothing you can do to make them change. Nothing. Okay, you can't work harder at school. You can't do, um, marry the right person. Okay, believe me, that that's partially my story is I married the guy who was good on paper that I thought my mother was going to like. You can't do anything to make the narcissist happy and make them 
treat you the way they should treat you. Okay? A loving parent loves their child unconditionally. What does that mean exactly? We hear that all the time, right? Unconditionally. Without condition. That means that their love for you is there regardless of anything you do. Okay? So there should not be anything that you can do to make them happy or make them love you because the love is always there. It's there behind the scenes of what you do. Okay? That's one thing that I've tried to stress with my own daughter. That no matter what she does, I love her and I support her. Okay? And that's important. It's unconditional. And the narcissist love is, not only is it conditional, it's impossible a lot of times to even get there because their goals are so unreachable, their expectations, that even if you could, you can't. Because the minute you start getting close to reaching an expectation, they change it. Goal, goal shifting, right? They'll they'll change the expectation to a rant to another random thing, and then you have to try and reach that, and that is not a way to live. Okay, just period, end of story. Um, one of the things that frustrates me because I I wish that I could get into every single one of your brains, which I cannot. This is the most I can do. A podcast is a pretty good way to get into your brain. <laughs> but I can't go in there and and make you understand that they're not going to change ever. They don't change. It's impossible. Um, I have read on, on Instagram and Facebook and Twitter. I'm, I'm involved in a lot of different narcissistic accounts, right? I have one and I follow other ones. And I and I and I read people that go that say things like I went back with my narcissistic mother and we're great. My first thought is you're lying or that's you're lying or your mother wasn't really a narcissist. There's something else going on. Because a true toxic person who has a personality disorder cannot change their personality disorder. And the reason they can't change is because they cannot self-reflect. What is self-reflection? What you do all the time is self-reflection. When you question yourself, when you say, is it possible that I'm a narcissist too? That's self-reflection. You're looking at your own behavior, at your own self, right? We do too much self-reflection, actually. Because of the way we're raised, that's all we do. We criticize, we look inside, we find that what's inside of ourselves sometimes isn't, isn't great. And, and we're the ones that are making that call because we heard it so much from the parent, right? You're not good enough. You'll, you don't finish anything you start. 
um, whatever it is that they said to you, right? You're not worthy. You'll, you'll never find love. Nobody's ever going to love you. Whatever it is they said is still there, and you, you hear it. You hear it in your head, and it's, it talks to you. But aside from that, that's later on, right? That's when you figured out they're a narcissist and you've got no contact and you're still hearing these things in your head. What I want to get through to you, my biggest message today is if you go no contact, join support groups. Please follow my page. Listen to podcasts. Watch YouTube videos. Read books. Keep yourself informed. Because they're not going to change. I just want to remind you that I am not a licensed therapist. That what I say here comes from my personal research experience. And so on. Okay. So, they're not going to change. And that hope that we have, especially in the beginning of this journey of narcissism and narcissism and finding out what a narcissist is, we have that hope still for a while. We do. We have the hope that mom will wake up one day and realize the error of her ways and come back. That may happen in a sense. If you go no contact, the narcissist may contact you and tell you how much they love you and miss you and how much they wish you didn't feel the way you did, okay? And that is key right there. If in if any part of the letter says that it's your doing, Right? They didn't do anything to cause it. It's, it's the way you feel about it. They're blaming you. They're blame shifting. They're blaming you for feeling angry or sad or upset or you're not talking to them when they're the ones who caused it. And they caused it on purpose. Okay? Again, that this is my goal today is if you are on that brink, on the verge of calling your narcissist mom, dad, grandma, or a romantic partner, especially that romantic partner, but I shouldn't say especially, but I know that with the romantic partner, there's so much more of a temptation to do that. Don't do that. Do not pick up that phone. Do not write that email. Don't don't text. Okay? Because they're not going to change. With a romantic partner, it's very possible that if you have left them, that they already have someone else. Because they had new supply in line. A narcissistic romantic partner always has new supply in the wings, waiting. Okay, so whether they cheat on you or not, it doesn't matter. They have someone there who's ready to pounce. 
And the only thing you should feel is sorry for the new girl or, or guy. Right? The new supply. They're just going to get abused just like you are. Don't think for a second they're not. Okay? Now, when it comes to mom or dad, don't do it. I've been there. I, I do understand that, you know. Um, what frustrates me is that I can't, it's almost impossible <clears throat> to give someone experience. Even if you tell them, right, they have to experience it on your own. But I've been in this for four years. I've been studying. I've been in all these groups. I'm in a new group now. Uh, as well on Facebook and just because I just want to see what is the common thread with these toxic mothers right what's the common thread what what is it that people are doing over and over again and this is it it's the the doubting the feeling guilty the guilt is put there by the narcissist okay they manipulated you into doing whatever they wanted by using guilt. Okay? They guilted you into everything. And now that guilt is still there, when you have realized this person, my mother or my father, is toxic. They tell me horrible things. They start fights with me. I fight back because they, they provoke the fighting reactive abuse. And then they act like they're innocent. You want to hear something infuriating? And I don't know how many how many of you have been able to see toxicity this clearly. Like I did this day and still didn't stop talking to my mother <laughs> that day. I should have. I was having an argument with her over the phone. Reactive abuse. She started the fight, right? She started it by provoking me to start fighting with her. I don't remember what it was over. And my dad is in the background and he hears the argument and he starts yelling at me because he knows I can hear him through the phone. And she starts telling him what I've been saying, except everything she said was completely a lie. It wasn't even the truth bent to, to you know, it was completely, complete made up stuff. That she was telling him. And I'm screaming over the phone. Tell him what I really said. Tell him what I really said. Okay. We shouldn't have to put up with someone doing that to us. That is why we need to separate ourselves. And never expect them to change. And when they do come back with that letter... Saying that they love you and they miss you and they miss the kids and, you know, the, their grandkids. And they miss um, having you around. It's because they've lost narcissistic supply. And they need you back. And the minute you go back, they start abusing you. And let me tell you something. That's something that comes up over and over again. I said I've joined different groups. And that is something that comes up all the time. Where... The person goes no contact and then regret it, regret, regrets it. It might be okay for a little while, but eventually the narcissist will start again. Okay? And the abuse may be even 
worse than before because now they're punishing you for having not talked to them for whatever period of time. So the narcissist does not change. They cannot change. They cannot look inside themselves because they truly believe that they are incapable of being wrong. So they, if they were to look inside, if they were to really look inside and be honest, they would see the hurt and the pain that is there from their own abuse. But that's something they do not do. They can't. It's not a possibility. Okay? Even narcissists that go to therapy... Do not change. Even the ones that are somehow forced to go to therapy because they they basically are told, if you want to see me at all, you're going to go to therapy. They end up going to therapy. They don't change. The, a good therapist would recognize a narcissist right away, see the manipulation. When someone goes into therapy and accuses everyone around them of being at fault, it's the person, the therapist should recognize that this is a, uh, a narcissist, right? And my daughter didn't talk to me or my son didn't talk to me for this amount of time or they threatened, you know, if they're honest in any way, the the, the, the therapist should pick up on it and, and, and actually... Now try and treat them because there's no way of convincing them that they're, what they've done is wrong. They don't believe that they're wrong. They're only there because they have to be there for some reason. So they do not change. Therapy doesn't change them. You can't change. There's nothing you can say to change them. Okay. I told my mother when my daughter was little that if she didn't go to therapy, I wasn't going to she was going to lose us and she didn't go and i didn't i didn't go away i didn't follow through i should have i should have said you know what you don't go to therapy you don't get help i'm i'm done but i didn't and that's a mistake that all of us make and and i get that and i'm not judging you on that i did it you know it's difficult we want that parent the thing is when we distance ourselves from this narcissistic parent. We have to grieve the parent we should have had. Not the parent we actually had. Right? That person, it, we don't grieve that person. That person, that's a good thing that we're not in their lives anymore. But we, we need to grieve the idea of the person, of the parent we thought we had. I was thinking today, because even four years later, after no contact, there are moments where I realize things and I go, it's unbelievable. And some of the things are pretty serious. I'm not going to make this story too long, but I went um, on a trip and I got food poisoning the night before I was coming home. And... My poor husband took a couple of hours off of work to pick me up from the hospital, from the hospital, from the airport. And I came home and then my mother actually came over 
she was here for a little while. I remember her feeding me like two spoonfuls of something. Then asked my 12-year-old, 11 or 12-year-old daughter to check on me. I was so sick, I couldn't wake up. I was dehydrated, and I could have died. I realized that this morning, that I could have died in the living room while my, my daughter was in the other room. And my mother, don't tell me she didn't know that I was dehydrated to the point that I needed help. And she left. And I could have died. I didn't, thankfully. I woke up every few hours. I guess I must have drank something. But I that the whole day is a blur. I, I was asleep. I was passed out. So, these people are evil. They're evil, and they're not going to change. And what they do is on purpose. Do you think that she didn't know that I was that sick? She knew that I was that sick. She doesn't work. She doesn't do anything. She didn't have anything to do. It wasn't like I was taking her away from anything. She should have stayed there and taken care of me and watched over me, made sure I was okay. That's what a good parent does. Well, I hope that I have put in your mind, just planted the seed, that the temptation to reach out to your parent is based on what you wish your parent was, not what they actually are. So if you want to reach out to them, write it, write a letter. Because I'll tell you something, that feeling will pass if you let it pass. It's like any other feeling. Let it pass. If you let it, if you, you, you just do nothing for a while. If you have to do something, write a letter and burn it. Do not send. Remember? Any response is a response. Any response is an emotional response that they're looking for from you. So you don't want to send a letter, an email, or a text, or a voicemail, nothing. The only thing you want to do is, is let them, you know, let time pass so that you can think more clearly. You know what they say? Go to sleep and things will look different tomorrow. It's so true. Do not do it. Do not do it. Wait till tomorrow and see how you feel. I bet you won't feel the same. Don't make a mistake that's going to cost you more, which is going back to the abuse. All right, guys. I hope that this plan is seed in your head. Even if you don't believe me 100% that it plants a seed. Okay, I love you all. I want you to be happy, healthy, at peace, and safe. All right, guys, until next time.